Welcome back to The Drop. This is episode 419. I am your captain, Big Dick Power Surfer, speaking. And today we are talking to Mikey Ciramella, who will be here with me in the flesh. We, as always, are going to be breaking down this week in surf news. And we've got a big one this week. You know what it starts with? Episode 4 of Stab in the Dark, in which a winner is chosen. We are not going to spoil that for you, but we are going to make you want to watch the episode. That's what we do here. We are going to talk about the story I wrote asking people to stop yelling at the Arrowverse, which then got Christian Fletcher to yell at me. We're going to talk about Hugo Ortega's Stab Edit of the Year, and then Ian Crane's Brain Bust, in which he was in France and somebody finger-painted Beachhead in blood on a table. A lot to unpack there. We will get to it, and we'll get to a sin, and it's going to be a good time. Strap in. All right, we are live. Mikey, we're in the flesh together at once. Tell the people where we are. Well, we're at Joe and Joe. It oh, is... whoa, whoa, whoa. Plug already. Sorry. <laughs> Straight to the plug. No. Okay, we're in Hasegor. Osegor. How do you say it? In you don't French? have to go too hard in the H. You were close to the second time. Okay, okay. Osegor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that works. You're going for it. Osegor, France. Yeah. And what did we do today? Uh, we had a great day. We had a really good day. A perfect French day, you might say. Uh, in the morning, we served La Graviere. Then we had pastries, croissants, um, some delicious, yeah, just actually top-of-the-line pastries. Came home, heard that the waves were good in a totally different part of the beach, as they tend to be when the tide swings, whatever, um, three meters or four meters in a day. So we loaded everyone up, went back to another spot. It was even better. And basically, yeah, we got tubes, and now we're drinking a beer. And we also saw some bare breasts on the beach. So that, that... It's the most perfect french day i mean it was sunny weather it was like now you get to see it like you get it right do you do you now realize like why you, i just didn't leave a hundred percent this is like life i mean it's just quintessential surf lifestyle this is as good as it gets i know you can't come here and not want to leave that's why we're here absolutely well that's that's not why we're here we have we're here. to leave eventually we have to leave like tomorrow because we're doing the whole stab highway yeah that's the thing we're, we're here for stab highway presented by monster energy but we're doing what i did in my life we're just going <laughs> <laughs> giving something away that's true wow this whole thing is like a it's just like a motion picture it's like a yeah, it's a biography <laughs> of buck's life i mean i i picked the route it's like <laughs> What's You've probably done about most of the challenges too, just <laughs> by the nature of just being here fun. and being you. <laughs> really through all the chase. Uh, well, good. I'm happy you get it. I'm happy we're here. It has been uh, chaos already. Yeah. Um, I will say though, I did have one French experience that was awful. Oh. And you have to. Yeah. Well, it's part of it. And that's actually not the the adjective awful. It was the noun awful. Ah. Oh. Yeah. I ate liver accidentally i ordered liver i didn't know i was ordering liver someone said oh i think that's liver and then buck you actually said nah sometimes google translate doesn't really nail it but it turned out i ordered liver and um it was it was awful you, noun and ad- adjective you ordered liver i remember i said i don't know maybe it didn't get it right and then i remember i googled just an image of it just to see and i was like oh fuck that looks like liver <laughs> wasn't really keeping tabs on your order that thing came out it was liver. Yeah, it sure was. I felt a little bit like um, Pato and Wingnut in Endless Summer 2 when they accidentally ordered their snails. Mm. Except I would imagine that 
liver tasted a lot worse than snails. Yeah, I mean, I'm not into the snails, but people, I mean, it's just like one of those things that tastes like whatever you cook it in, you know? Yeah. Whereas liver, that has a taste. Yeah. That's there. That was, uh, yeah, you went for it, though. You gave it a good crack. I've gotten the full French experience um, from just really odd foods to really good waves and, like I said, boobs on the beach. So I'm, I'm here for it. Um, I can go home and I can die happy. Well, you have to fuck off now. We got to drive somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's what's going on. IRL, but there's also a lot of other surf news from this week. Should we get into it? Let's rip it. Stab in the dark with your boy Italo Fade. Episode four. <laughs> Episode four, the grand finale. We watched it. We just did the most elaborate tease last night. Oh, Jeez. yeah. We tortured. We're here, as we said in France, and we just tortured these people in the Billabong store in Hosuwara by showing them almost all of episode four until he picks a winner. Yeah. And I actually, it was my first time watching it. I gotta be honest, I know who won, but it was my first time watching it. So I did get to watch like through these eyes of like, I tried to put myself in that viewing perspective and uh, I really enjoyed it. I think people were happy just to see a preview. I mean, it's a few days before they're the first people to see this in the public, you know? So I think they appreciated that, but still a bit of a tease to just sit there and be like, oh. Oh, yeah. We strung them up. We tickled them with a feather and we sent them home limping. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. We couldn't we couldn't reveal it because, you know, even though we were in just, you know, a, a small surf shop in Osagur, as they call it in the native parts, as I believe. It's a Billabong shop. Thank you to Billabong for su- supporting that. It was a great night. But, yeah, even though there were only, whatever, 100 people there. Uh, you know, one of them finds out, it gets around, blah, blah, blah. It blows the whole thing for everyone else. So we're obviously not going to tell you in this podcast no, who no wins. Spoilers. We'll talk about it next week. If we're on next week, TBD, because we're going to be deep in the highway at that point. Um, but yeah, basically, final episode. Interestingly, a lot of people there that watched it, we did a little, you know, uh, soft census at the end. And a lot of people thought the brand or different brands won than the one that actually won. So. I as a viewer, I thought a different brand would have won. Like, if I didn't know, I would have had a confident pick. So, brand's the final. Correct me if I'm wrong. Sharp Eye, Pizel, Mayhem, Channel Islands? That's correct. And just being there on the ground, I will tell you, Italo had no intention of even surfing these boards again. In his mind, he already knew who the winner was. So, then you get into... We talked about, like, the psychology of Stabbing yeah. the Dark. So, he obviously didn't pick many of the boards right. He only picked one of the boards right on the wall in terms of who shaped it. But... When we did that original scene, he knew immediately which board he liked best, which board he thought would work best. And he was really excited about this board. We kind of, we, we toned it down a little bit in the first episode to make it not obviously seem like he's just favoring one board or the other. But he also surfed this board first because he was so excited about it. So he surfed the board first, had a great session on it. He was like, he, you know, he, he obviously loved it. And then when it came time for the final, we're like, all right, you got to go surf these four boards again to pick a winner. He's like, I already know who won. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> we're like, oh, you only surfed it once. And he's like, yeah, I only needed to. But well, he needs three waves, he says. So he's like, I've got like seven waves. Like, yeah. 20 waves. Like, I'm fine. So he surfed it again and he picked the same one. It's, it's the one that he loved from the beginning. And we do know that he ended up ordering a few of these boards after Ooh. the fact. I think that he's still like very, very much so um, going to maintain his ongoing sponsorship and relationship with Timmy Patterson. There's like That's very clear to me. He even says at the end of the episode, like I'm going to take a lot of what I learned here and bring it to Timmy so that we can continue to improve my boards as well. So I don't think there's going to be a big sponsor change or anything salacious like that. But yeah, he 
he is very, very, very committed to the one board that he selected to win. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's oh, no. Don't worry about it. It's nothing. Who's this? Who's this person texting you? No, it's nobody. Like, <laughs> what's this logo under your feet? No, it's that's nothing. Hun, it's nobody. <laughs> so go watch it. The finale. It's going to be out Saturday, which I believe this is going to air Saturday. We're a little late. Sorry. There's been some stuff going on, as you can imagine. So it's going to air Saturday, 7 p.m. California time. Um, there's also going to be a premiere in Bali that I think is probably already going to have happened by the time you're listening to this, but at Italo's restaurant, Oya Kitchen, Oya Kitchen, one or the other. Um, and there's going to be another one in Portugal. Buck, you can maybe do a shout out to... 58 Surf, our friends at 58 Surf. Uh, sorry to everybody who came to the third episode. It took us a little while to get it on the screen, <laughs> but great turnout. It was a good night. The DJ was ripping. It was fun. Uh, but it took us a little while to get the whole IT thing solved. You watched it in the end. Come on, folks. It was a good time. So the final will be there as well. Saturday? And then I'm going to miss it. I'm like, well, I'm not going to have a Stab in the Dark premiere on a Saturday night anymore. I'm going to be a little bit sad. But that is Saturday as well. Uh, one more thing. We talked about the psychology for a minute. I found it just weird. It not, I don't think it was like a thing about something he got in his head or anything, but I found it weird that the final four boards were stacked next to each other mm. in the, like the shot where he's choosing... It was like this row of all the boards that made the final. That was just like, I think that's more of like a weird odds thing than it is a psychology thing. But I was like, that's kind of trippy. Super trippy, super trippy. And like, obviously he, he didn't know what these boards were. He called most of them wrong. But yeah, the fact that if you go and you look at the original setup and you can see it in episode four as well, we go back to the original shot where Italo's rifling through all the boards and the four boards that make the final are dead center all together. Complete coincidence. I promise that, I mean, I'm sure there'll be some conspiracy theories regardless. Yes. But yeah, complete coincidence, but really random. And also, I mean, we do this Stab in the Dark every single year. It's our seventh one. And as much as people always say like, oh, you know, you need to bring in new shapers, like blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, the same shapers do well pretty much every single year. This year, literally the four people in the final are like the four most oh it almost seemed like we made it up yeah (laughs) it's like and they're also like at the top of the ct yeah i guess that they just guess what sharp pie piezel mayhem and challenge make good performance (laughs) shortboard breaking news folks you heard it on the drop Sharp Eye, piezel mayhem and channel islands make really good surfboards and you're gonna find out which one won if you're a premium member on Saturday, if not, we'll probably announce it sometime next week. We'll talk about it next week if we're not already on the side of a European road boy somewhere, which we probably will be. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Unlucky 13 shows in this board, too. And I've oh, never seen. Oh, that's absolutely I, I, right. I've, I've never seen Aton Osborne be so polite, I'd say. <laughs> yes, he was very, very so polite. polite young man. Yeah, okay. So go watch it. Get it. Go. Go. Stop yelling at the air reverse i wrote this and then people started yelling at the air reverse even more (laughs) imagine that imagine that okay this i gotta be honest i gotta be honest sometimes a lot of what we do on staff premium it takes a few interviews that have to then be transcribed you have to actually figure important questions out important they're surfing but still you have to answer complex questions and talk to the right people to get those answers and kind of string information together in a way that makes sense. You're literally trying to, it's, that's what we do. This was not that. This was me just kind of, uh, it came out of me, I think on a Friday morning, maybe a Thursday morning, where I was just thinking, you know what? The air reverse became this scapegoat. It came, it crosshairs, which is a word I spelt wrong in it. Like I said, it was just <laughs> not the, you know, the premium pieces that we always do. But 
I was like, people get so mad when somebody just does an air reverse now. Like, I was seeing it a bit with Stab in the Dark, and then even on the CT, obviously, it's like, oh, you give him a nine for an air reverse, and it's like, yeah, an air reverse can fucking be different. It can be a high one, it can be a shit one, but like, somehow I felt like just if somebody goes in the air and lands backwards, or I call an air reverse if you land full rotation too, like, I'm not gonna go degrees thing, that's just like a slippery slope and fuck that, I'm not doing that. Uh, and so people just get mad when you spin a surfboard. I feel like alley-oops get free passes, straight airs get passes, but somehow if you like either in an edit or a heat, if you just spin your surfboard around in that direction, there's a crowd on the internet that gets mad at you for doing A crowd? Something. It's Christian Fletcher. Well, he got mad at me. He called me Big Dork Power Surfer, <laughs> which I thought was awesome. That was like, that was a highlight for me. That's really good. I mean, yeah, he basically said air reverses are for kooks who can't do straight airs, which is news to me because I definitely landed a straight air way before I landed an air reverse. Yeah, I think with airs, it's like whatever you're doing most of. Like if you're doing a lot of straight airs, straight airs are going to be easier. If you're doing a lot of revs, revs are going to be easier. It's like you could almost just switch like, you know, even with grabs are the same thing. I've always felt like, oh, you're doing slobs a bunch. You naturally go for a slob. I can't do a frontside grab anymore. I don't know what happened. I didn't do one for like a year. Now my body just can't. I just can't. It happens. (laughs) It happens. I I think I I didn't even like, I wish I could say like I did a decent air reverse and got like excited to write this, but I didn't. I I just kind of wrote it one day, but I still view an air reverse. Like I'm always like, if I land in one, that's like counts as like a decent session. If I land like a decent one, at least. Buck landed an air reverse on his first wave yesterday i believe or maybe it was the day before so i'd say most sessions you probably land in air it's reverse. Still you my also, little benchmark you also seek out like waist high lefts with wind into them so yeah <laughs> your odds have to be pretty high it's, it's, I, I stack it i stack it in my favor Let's how many honest. air reverses do you think you've landed in your life you thousands. had to put a number on it thousands not as many as each low, but thousands so i'm like air reverses are really hard for me like i feel like i didn't learn airs the right way or i didn't learn them like young enough to really have the natural body mechanics to do it so i'm sort of like obsessed with the technique but it does seem like once you figure it out like obviously watching someone like italo and stab in the dark like it's just so on lock how do you think i mean i don't know it is a bit of a question like if italo does eight air reverses in a heat should they all be scored the same should we care about all of them yeah if john john does eight turns in a heat should like all of a sudden you just stop saying oh your eighth turn doesn't count you did it seven <laughs> no that's that's my point about it it's like you can get away turns a turn is literally changing the direction of your surfboard that's by definition what a turn is and somehow we like appreciate the whole entire realm of what a turn can be air reverse somehow you get like pigeonholed as like oh you just went up and spun look backwards well yeah look at exactly what happened when that was going on and score it based on that like it's just like you can't just say like oh we've already given a 10 for an air reverse let's not do that again whereas like literally changing direction on your surfboard we like will break down in every level of detail and i'm like well just do that for airs especially the air reverse the air reverse just took the fall for the the airs at large but air reverse like for some reason a, a straight air people will do that they'll like break it down in detail they're like oh another air reverse well, yeah another turn literally you're changing direction on a surfboard and that's like fuck i do think that the air reverse is the easiest air to do on any given section like it's the air that you can just do almost no matter what i think that's why so many competitors do it right because like you get to the end of a wave and it doesn't have that much punch left if you did a straight air it would look so stupid like it would just look like a, a chop hop or whatever but an air reverse you can kind of like fling it and fake it so it becomes like an air i think that's probably where people's annoyance came from is people just using it as this like 
flash in the pan thing you know what i mean to add like a little spark to a wave and yeah well what do you want them to do on that section then if it's a difficult <laughs> section do you want them to float it like what oh that guy did air reverse at the end of the section instead of tapping like i just don't get they just they take the fall see you're blaming them now you're air reverse shaming right now on the program <laughs> all right well listeners you can let us know how you feel about air reverses you know our emails michael at stabmag.com bucket stabmag.com maybe we'll do a reader response yeah Please. Do it, do it. Oh, we're also doing a thing, I think, on our email this week in surfing that we do, where that you can just ask anybody at Stab a question. Whether That's you have true. a question for a writer, a filmer, pretty much anybody on our network. Danny uh, Johnson, um, you can ask Paul Evans a question. Yeah. You can ask Steve Elaine a question who produced and narrated Stab in the Dark. Anyone you want. So hit us on our I email. Ask we'll Will connect Styles you a question. Yeah, ask Will Styles a ask question. Will Styles, the ask Will Styles, ask him about warrior. the weather. Yeah. We ask him about the weather all the time. He delivers the weather. We're there's talk about getting it on the program, but that's for later. S E O T Y. That's stab out of the year, folks. How does a Mediterranean surfer get this good? This is Hugo Ortega's edit, Bad Influencer. It's a title I wrote because it's a question I still have. I don't understand how I've been to Barcelona. I have been under bad influences there. Uh, they were not his. He was not influencing me in particular, but there's many bad influences there that you can um, you find, or they'll find you. And I don't get it. I've surfed in Barcelona once, which is where he's from. And Mikey, I know you, it's your first trip to Europe. You don't really have the context to appreciate it. It's like it's not even like Florida or something. Like it's really? like yeah, it's like worse than Florida. It's the fucking Mediterranean Sea. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and he's really good at surfing. Yes, Oscar Longborn has arrived. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he is in France with us right now for Stab Highway. So we're getting to see him in the flesh. He, unfortunately, his boards got delayed, so he kind of had to miss this really magical day. He showed up late, which to me is like the worst experience in surfing when like you know that the waves are pumping and like all your friends are getting good ones and you have to, for whatever reason, you're like stuck and you're at work or whatever it is and you can't get there. And then by the time you're getting there, the wind is starting to switch and you just want to actually die inside. That was his experience today, unfortunately. But I heard he landed a big air because the wind was going to the left. Mm, I know. Yeah, it was. I was driving to Bilbao. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Sorry about that. Where I was like, no, it wasn't that good. Like, people were doing big airs on the left. I was like, fuck. Did anybody yell at an air reverse? <laughs> I should have been there to defend it. <laughs> so, yeah, this piece is really good. He goes to Indo, Tahiti, obviously a bit of Europe, and I think a few other places as well. Seeing him go to Chopes and, like, surf proper Chopes was pretty cool. Like, to your point, he's there's no waves like that, I don't think, in the Mediterranean, or not often at least. I mean, there's some slabs there, but it does not get that size, and it's just a different power. Like, you don't have that much ground. You, you know, you're not going to get a swell period that's super long in the Mediterranean. Like, I'm really impressed. I think his stuff from the rights in Indo, Ooh, like... Lances. At Lances in Indo, I, like... I'm a one-eyed pirate who's been hit by a car, so I don't, I don't go backside well anymore. So I think I like appreciate backside surfing, especially in big tubes even more. I just I'm a one-eyed pirate who's been hit by a car. I can't really see. He's going like no hands out there. He's going no hands on these things. And I'm like, okay, I get like doing some arrows from Barcelona, but like, dude, you can't do that. Like you can't just like be going no hand backside tubes at lances if you grew up literally in a place where supply. I mean, I guess you had. It, Doing the Florida comparison, I mean, some of the best tube riders in the world, Kelly Slater, namely, CJ Damo, all those. Corey. Corey. Those people figured it out. So I guess maybe if you really just figure out how to make a surfboard move on a wave, you can apply that to heavier conditions. But I was, this kid's really impressive. And yeah, he is, 
you're with us. He is. All right. Well, you're going to learn more about um, Hugo Ortega if you watch the piece and also read the piece that accompanies it by Pedro Ramos, I believe. Right? Yeah, yeah. Pedro. Shout out, Pedro. He's a listener, too. <laughs> He finger-painted Beachhead in big, bloody letters across the wooden table. A hell of a title. A hell of a title. I believe Holden's work, was it? I think so, yeah. But, well, actually, it was Ian's work. Ian's work. Yeah, actually, Ian wrote that, and Holden was like, that's really good. We're going to use it as a title. Ian Crane went on an incredible trip. He is actually in the same place that we are right now. Well, he was. He was. Uh, he is when he's writing his piece. But... I was impressed with Crane's writing. So this is accompanying one of his, a video called Brain Bus, which is basically like he shot so much for his movie Crane Brain that he decided to make some more enjoyable edits from it. They're called Brain Bus. This is from his trip to France. And um, eventually he ended up in a Cideria here with a local crew. And at one point somebody was bleeding profusely out of their hand. And they wrote Beachhead in... Big bloody letters across uh, probably an ancient Basque wooden table. So, <laughs> so I mean, you actually, it was interesting because when we first got to France, we went straight to Grand Plage yep. and the waves looked really fun. So we decided to go for a surf, wash off all the travel. And as we were walking down there, you basically told me the backstory about this that Crane obviously gets deeper into in, in the story that he tells in the site. But um, yeah, he was in Asagor, right? In Biarritz. He was, no, but wasn't he in? Oh, Osador? yeah, yeah. And then I guess they, he like, ran met... into in the yeah. story. You yeah. tell the story. You know the story. Yeah. I think he ran into, he was here just like, if you come to France, like you, Hossegor, you get better waves, but Biarritz, I think, is just a, like a more, it's, it feels different. You know, there's not many other places. I don't think there's anywhere else in the world it's that like, really cool. you can surf a fun wave and you're like in front of a palace and it's just like, when you look in, it's just like, You've seen enough palm trees, but you look in from there and you're like, what the it's fuck? It's stunning. It's like, yeah, it's unbelievable, actually. Um, so he was in Oscar because that's where you come if you surf mostly. Um, out one night, met a kind of kid from Biarritz like at a club or a bar, and he invited him. Like They just got along, and he invited him down to come spend some time in Biarritz because there's still fun waves. It's just not like the, the beach breaks and stuff that we surf today. It's more like it's different it's just it's higher quality up there i think up here but anyway he just ended up like working himself into this super funny local scene and like i was living right at that wave for a while like i i was living within walking distance of it for like five or six years and so that was kind of just my routine was to surf out there and one day i'm out there and there's like kind of this like wall that you could sit on that like it's a little promenade that you could walk on and um overlooks the water and at one point i'm just like walking back from a surf and i just hear my name yelled and i'm like okay like i i know people here like that's not completely abnormal but it was like yelled in a different way and i just look up and crane's just like on the wall with this like crew i had no idea he was in town at all like even in france at all and i was like what the fuck is ian crane doing sitting on this wall next to a palace drinking a beer yelling at me this is what i was just, it was just it was the time of year where people are normally here, but I was still like, okay, like the crane's just there. It was more, I was thinking I was more impressed by the crew that he was surrounded by. Like he was, it's not a thing that you know, like you'd normally see somebody at, like on the wall doing that, you know? Uh, and this, he kind of gave more of a backstory to that whole trip. I mean, the edit is cool. It's a really fun watch, but the backstory too, I was really impressed with Crane's writing and I think it's a really cool story. Like he, 
what a cool way to be a free surfer. You know, like I think if you're a free surfer and you listen to this or you're a free skier, uh, we have a lot of free skiers on this program. Not that this is off the beaten path in any way, but like I think BRX is a little bit for surfers. They usually stay up here at Hasegor. Like I think it's so cool to do what he did, which is just like spend some time, meet some people from the area, let them take you around and just like really embrace it. I mean, when somebody's finger painting the name of his brand in bloody letters across a wooden table that like that's because they went to a weird old place just because they worked their way in and it just seemed like such a good way to combine like the job of stacking footage and getting really good waves with like really enjoying life and like having new experiences like i feel like sometimes people just stay with their little crew and they'll, they'll even go to the spots where like everybody you know it's the best food in town or whatever but like he really worked himself into like this weird little crew and i just thought that was such a sick way to go about it and didn't he like let them use his house in california when he was away as well well yeah then i heard from them that like so crane didn't write this in the story but it just makes me love him even more so like i think they were staying with these kids and the kids were just like taking them around where to surf like i'll oh, come here then like and taking him to like where this uh finger planting <laughs> blood thing happened was just like an old school restaurant that like I think we have a challenge in Stab Highway that's built around one where like he talks about you have to crack a nut open with your head. I think that's our challenge where it's like kind of a tradition in these restaurants. Uh, that's the vibe. It's you drink cider and you eat meat and then you crack a walnut open with your head. It's It sounds weird, but when you're there, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> um, and so he just, these kids showed him such a good time. They're a bit younger, like, and I think they're doing a trip to California right around when Crane would have been in Hawaii, like so like December last year. And because Crane had such a good time with them, they're like, oh yeah, like we're coming to California. He's like, oh, like I have to go to Hawaii, but like, here's the keys to my car. Here's the keys to my house. Like the boards in the garage, fucking go have at it. And just That's like, awesome. let them like fully open his world to them after they opened his to him. And it was just like, it was such a cool story. I've just, out of, I don't know. I feel like there are certain places where everybody goes and like, I just hadn't seen anybody doing that level of like getting into the community and then like making this friendship and like offering it the other way too. Like, I just thought that was so sick and, uh, we love Ukraine. So yeah. And hearing that backstory made me so much more interested to actually watch the piece. Like obviously the surfing's good. He's a great surfer and the waves yeah. are fun, but then you just like have this, this backstory and you get to see the kids in it. He included the kids in it and, yeah. and, and the blood writing as well. So yeah, if you haven't already, go give it a watch. You'll enjoy it. Good shit. Travel like that. Meet friends, show them hospitality on both sides and have a good time. That's the way to surf travel. All right. Almost time for a surf scene. We're getting there, folks. First, I want to call out just this horrendous gap in the Challenger Series schedule. I got addicted, even though it was a hard time zone for me. Um, I just love the CS. I, there's been comments on our on our pages too about like people just really getting behind the Challenger series more than the CT uh, this year, which I don't think I'm quite that level to be honest. But I really think there's something about the Challenger series this year. Like I know they're trying a new thing and the three tier system, and it took a little while. And there's been event cancellations. And it's a pretty quick year, but like I know you and Stace just. It's not perfect, but it's the best it's been. Yeah. I think it's too, it's like, it's the new faces coming up that make it exciting. It's not just like the same 30-year-old European guy um, whose name rhymes with uh, Ederico Ferrice. (laughs) 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 That's doing well. Um, Yeah, I'm sure he's doing well too. I have a a theory there. Uh, I think the young people 
Joao and um, Molly leading the CT is having trickle down effects. Ooh. Yeah, fully. I think that like the younger crew. I mean, the people like especially that two percent crew, which we've been like called out for like going too hard on them. But I think their program's fucking sick. I think it's so cool what they're doing. But I have a theory that two young people leading the CT and showing that like the best people there are very beatable has fired up the next crew on the Challenger Series too. I think we're seeing that. And so I think like that is why it's so refreshing. I think you're seeing all these new faces and new energy. But I think it has, I think it's directly correlated to young people taking out the big dogs on the CT. And that's my theory. Shots fired. Yeah. Gabe, John, Felipe, Italo. Yeah, you don't even Your time has come. They're, yeah, they're, you're going to have a whole fucking batch coming at you next year too so good luck all right see anyway, us break what see else us break what else what else more stab out of the year coming um the german storm oh yeah 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 that's all i'm gonna say for now we'll get it on monday we got a best surfing i've ever seen coming Ooh, who is it you're gonna tell me i think it's wade carroll but okay. you know sometimes things shift around last minute it's gonna be somebody cool it's gonna be great and uh maybe they'll beat tom jennings the the current goat there oh that's tough good luck <laughs> So a lot on. We'll have some more coverage on the site. Obviously, the Surf Ranch is about to be on. New format there. Ooh, fun, oh, yeah. kinky, kinky. Stacey and I got into it in the last pod. If you yep. want to go give it a listen, we did some bet online picks. Just a reminder, bet online, all of your losings from this event will go directly to the people in Tahiti who suffered that really, really bad, um, the, the river that basically flooded the entire town at Chopo. So that's really cool that betonline.ag, awesome. yeah, anything that they earn basically is going straight to Tahiti along with the $10,000 bonus on top of that so um yeah if there was ever a justified reason to make some bets on betonline.ag it is yeah tahiti and doing it at lamore so get in there get in there and now it is time for the sin how's it going step surf scene it involves children um, so i'm not going to show my face and i'm also not that stupid <laughs> but we have a Large cyclone swell, this is a really fun wave that gets lots of beginners and young kids learning to surf. Um, got quite good, one of the last swells we had, um, but it was good enough to get me out there and uh, you could actually get a little right from here to here, uh, get several turns into the beach, step off, but um, my sin was snaking every single man, woman and child that was surfing, that absolutely had no idea what was going on, snaking them badly burning but all the while encouraging them uh, by hooting and hollering uh, any other kid that would catch a wave uh, and also hooting as I was paddling back out past them all uh, to get the next set wave. Guess I uh, have sinned and I need penance. All right interesting one I mean I feel like we've had stuff in this territory before we've had a sin that was like confessed about just like be like just catching too many waves essentially um this is similar territory the novelty wave the novelty aspect of it is throwing me off a little bit like that that's like i feel like i'd almost accept it more if it was at like a real wave but doing being trying to do anything except like you have to just like not be if you can't be staunch at novelty waves my point mm, that's okay. all that's all it's just like and i've heard of that i've heard of like people being staunch at like fairy waves and shit and i'm like you're riding a boat wave. Well, he wasn't being like staunch though. It sounds like he was being falsely supportive of people while also just reaping all of the rewards for himself. He was just kind of being like 
a bit of a dickhead, but not like a in your face, like trying to like kick people out of the water, dickhead. Yeah, yeah, I know that, but still, like just being like even trying to take advantage of it in the opposite mm. way. Like if you're if you are like in a weird corner where it's just like a little bit of swell dribbling in, like you can't really. You just have yeah. to. Do you think Ben Gravy gets annoyed when people show up at like his ferry wave because there's like not that much wave to be ridden? I would almost imagine like I'm trying to do something here. <laughs> Trying to make a movie. We Vlog. grew up with Ben, by the way. I know we did. I'm very happy with what he's doing. To be honest, I know we make fun of vlogs and stuff, but it's like cool to see what he's built for himself. Yeah. Um, but I do like the idea of him yelling at somebody for like showing up this very wave. I like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. The novelty wave really throws me off. That's uh, I guess that's why I have to focus on penance wise. Okay. Okay. What are you going with? The novelty wave side of it is just I can't. I gotta. I can't get around it. What What do you got for penance? Okay, so for me, this is just kind of like typical bully behavior in a way. Like it, it, like I said, it doesn't sound like he's being rude to these people, but it's like always picking on someone smaller than you Yeah. when you know you can get away with it and there's nothing they can do about it. So I think I actually want this guy to do this same exact thing, but at a wave where he is clearly not high in the hierarchy at that lineup. So that he probably has to travel somewhere. I imagine, you know, around home that would be difficult for him. But I want him to go somewhere where there's a clearly established lineup hierarchy and he is at the bottom of it and just try to do the same exact thing and just see what happens. Maybe you get punched, maybe you get yelled at, maybe you get kicked out of the water. Whatever it is, that's pretty much like what you deserve. It's the exact equivalent in my eyes. I like that. I like, yeah, I mean, that is just like, if you're going to act like that one way, you have to just keep it consistent. So that's a fair penance. Yeah, I, I'm going to focus on the novelty thing. I think that, like, it's one of those things where, in the thing that Paul wrote about uh, the seven ages of surfboards, he wrote about a stage where you ride a foamy and, like, you have to be over the top about, like, I'm just ha like, oh, I'm not serious. Like, I'm having fun. Like, ha ha ha. Like, just like, because <laughs> that's, I see that sometimes. People are like, oh, I'm just on the foamy. Ha ha ha. And you're like, what's wrong with you? What's, what's, do you have a problem? You, you can't do an air reverse, huh? Yeah, no, you can't. <laughs> just me. It's, I only ride this anymore. It's like so fun. It's like, you're, it's not, what? Uh, I feel like he just needs to do that because it's like you can't be staunch. On, I know you, you like you say he's hooting and stuff, but like still, novelty waves aren't the place for that. So my pen is gonna be pretty clear cut. He just needs to ride a wave created by some sort of a boat. He can't be on a rope of any form. Um, I, where he filmed it from, it's on our Instagram as all surf sims are now. Please submit. Where he filmed it from seemed like it could be a place where boats are nearby. He just needs to ride the wake of a boat. Um, and uh giggle about it and just get back in touch with that that's all i got it's a kind of it's a weird sin i don't know i'm not that into it just try to fucking boat wake and like don't on a be... hardboard or a softboard on a hardboard yeah he has to do it on a hardboard okay. he has to like flip it instead of like being and act like he's trying really hard yeah 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 <laughs> like you try need to rip to, it you need to ride a, a ferry wave on a softboard that or in a hard a shortboard sorry <laughs> ferry wave on a shortboard enjoy that <laughs> uh you know, it's flipping it. You know, it's like he's being staunch. So be staunch with the shortboard at this novelty wave. So there you go. Good luck. Goodbye. Have a nice time. See you on the highway. If you see us on the highway, fuck wave, you. flip us off, uh, and go fuck yourselves. That is all we got for you this week. As a reminder, if you're going to film a surf sin, which you should, because you have misbehaved and you know it deep down and it haunts you. When you submit it, film it vert, keep it under 60 seconds, and send it to buck at stabmag.com and mikey at stabmag.com. If you get 
selected, you will win a free year of Stab Premium Membership. That is a value of $307, I think. So submit. We will maybe see you next week. We'll be on the highway. We're going to try our best to get a podcast out. But if uh, we are removing somebody from a prison, it might be difficult. We'll keep you posted.